Can you hear me all right, yeah? I can hear you loud and clear, Tom. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you fine, Bob. It's just a shame I can see you. <laughs> Tom, hit the music. Welcome to the first ever Red Talk. I'm yeah. Tom Hugan, and uh, joined by the other half of the team, Bobby Weimer. Bob? Guys, pleasure to be here. At the end of the day, we're just two lads talking about Liverpool Football Club for 30 minutes. It'd be great if you kept listening, but um, if you've got Christmas shopping or anything else to do and you don't end up listening, then we'll just spend half an hour talking about football. It'd be nice for actually uh, Tom to talk to someone for once. Yeah, uh, yeah, you do, you do me a big favour, Bob. Um, <laughs> yeah, I suppose we should touch on what we're actually doing here, what, um, what we want to do. You said there already, obviously big Liverpool fans. I think the show is going to be a lot about Liverpool Football Club. But, you know, we're going to go elsewhere in the league as well. You know, it's going to be pretty football-centric. What do you reckon, mate? 100% whilst Liverpool will be the focus, you know. We've got to have a look at what, what else is going on, look at what other teams are doing. We've got perspective. That's our job, Tom. That's our job, mate. Brilliant. I reckon we should also, you know, give the full story. We should say, um, you know, you, you basically begged me to do this with you. You said, uh, you said, you said, Tom, I've got so much spare time on my hands. Um, please, 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 you know, help me out. I'm just a lonely man. And you know, after after a few days of turning you down, what can I say? I just, I just felt oh, too bad, Bob. When, when you start, when that. you started crying, it was it was it was really too much for me. So here I am. Well, Tom came to me and said, "Look, Bob, I'm just desperate for a hobby," and I'm like. It's all right, Tom. I'll give you half an hour of my time, no more, no less, to come up with a podcast for you. So yeah, here we are. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that. That really is exactly how how uh, how we came to be. Here. But um, nonetheless, I tell you, we're we're very much looking forward to it, right, Bob? It's oh, a new yeah. journey. It's a big, yeah, big, it, it's a big, been, big uh, day. Been planning this for a good few weeks now. I tell you, it's also interesting uh, about the name uh, about the names we've had. We decided not to go for a pun. We had uh, the idea of. Uh, um, top of the clops. Um, there, there are a lot. We were. Yeah. It, it's actually quite shocking how long it took us uh, to find the name. Hopefully, hopefully it's good enough. But one thing I reckon we should say as well, because it's such early days, but there's probably quite a lot of stuff in the show that's subject to change. Oh yeah. 100%. Like um, you know, you can expect. I reckon. I reckon you can expect new segments throughout. New, new music, maybe new. Yeah. You know, new bits and bobs. Yeah, this is not very much a sort of set in stone podcast. You know, we're going to be fluid. And at the end of the day, we're going to give the people what they want as well. Yeah, so. exactly, Bob. Exactly. We're, we're loose cannons, you know. You can't, you can't just yeah. put us into a box like that. Yeah, we're fluid. We're fluid. Right. Now, I guess, on that, Bob, now that we've introduced ourselves. Yeah. What did you think of Liverpool versus Tottenham, mate? I'll tell you what. It reminded me of um, a very much a typical Jose Mourinho performance that always, always, you know, they're always on the ambush, them guys. You know, we're just peppering them. Uh, we've made 500 or so more passes than them. But you're constantly thinking uh, at the back of your head, you know, at any second there, uh, Kane and Son in behind Reese Williams and Fabinho. And uh, they do have the ability to punish us. And I thought it was very, very much um, two very set in stone, stubborn managers uh, playing the way they want to play. Um, so I thought it made for a really interesting, interesting game. 
And at the end of the day, when Jose Mourinho came out and said uh, the better team won, sorry, the better team lost even, what did you think of that, Tom? Look, if we all watched 90 minutes of the game, I think um, I definitely left with a completely different opinion to, to Mourinho. Obviously, obviously, we've got our biases here, Bob, but um, you, watched the, you watched the game in full. So let's talk about the first half, first of all. You know, the song goal... It was. It was. I think I'm right in saying that was the only attacking goal they had in the entire first half. Right? Yeah, it, the first half it, we were miles better. It, miles we, better. it was entirely ours. I think we were nigh on eighty percent possession. Yeah. You know they had, they had one attack and they scored it. Fair play to them. You know the second half they they had a few more chances but didn't close any of them. Possession wise, again, it was almost entirely ours. I think. Um, what can I say? I think uh, it's, it's quite a bitter bitter response from. From Jose Bob. Yeah, you see, I disagree with you, Tom. I think Jose Mourinho is doing what Jose Mourinho does best. He's coming out and protecting his players. Um, and at the end of the day, Spurs did have better, better chances than us, but that's not to say they were the better team by any means. Is but, that um, what Jose Mourinho does best though, Bob? You know, there's there's a there's a litany of names I can I can lay off here, you know. Yeah. Oh, perhaps of uh that you know, he's just he's just dug out in the past, he's hung him out to dry. Well, is a Jose Mourinho, what I call him, is a, is a Tony Pulis on steroids. So you can see the way he plays. You know his game plan. Um, but what he's done at the end there, he's come out, he's trying to deflect all the criticism, all the, all the pre-match, all the, sorry, the post-match talk um, off the team performance um, and make it into a narrative of um, him and Klopp at the end, which I think, you know, it's, it's what Jose Mourinho does and it, it's worked for him in the past. Um, you can That's... see he always likes playing the antagonist like he did with uh, Inter Milan. Like at Real Madrid, everywhere he's gone, he's always been pushing them buttons, making it mainly about him. If it don't go, if it don't really go to plan, um, so that's I think a good point. Put it into a bit of context. You uh, you know, you t- you touched on him making it about him and uh, Klopp. Obviously, the better team losing isn't the only thing he said. He also alluded to uh, you know, the way Klopp reacted to uh, to the officiating of the game. Yeah, what did you make of what he had to say there? Well, I think Pop's right. He said uh, you can come to Anfield uh, and you can park the bus or you can park the plane um, hmm. and we'll still find a way through. <laughs> and, you know, Sadio, uh, let me ask you something. When was the last time Sadio Mane uh, lost a game, um, lost, sorry, lost a, lost a home game in the Premier League? Would he have been playing uh, for Southampton when he did, Bob? Correct, yeah. yeah. The, the last game he lost was in 2016 against Chelsea. Now, yeah. if that doesn't show you what a fortress Anfield is and how hard it is to actually come to Anfield um, and play the way you, and well, play your conservative method of football, part of the bus, um, then you know you're in trouble, aren't you? And that's what Klopp said. He's, he said, I thought it was quite interesting. A tactical insight he gave um, in his interview. He said, when when teams drop deep, when teams try and soak up our pressure and counter attack, basically keep the bloody ball. Do not give the ball away. Um, like we were touching on earlier, the possession. Um, and not giving them too much space uh, to come into when they were attacking, not dropping too deep, not showing them too much respect. Um, mm. I, thought, um, I thought his game plan worked uh, exceptionally well. I'll tell you, that style of football to play against, I think, you know, if you're, if you're a fan of a Liverpool in that game, you know, you're playing that Mourinho style. It's, it's really frustrating to watch. As we said, you know, their, you know, their first attack, their only attack in the first half resulted in a goal. It was one all come half time, and it felt like it felt like we'd earned a lot more. It was a really frustrating game at some points. How big of a result do you think this is, Bob? Though, um, I think it's I think it's huge. Um, you know, it's obviously first v second, but it, when I say huge, it's we're top of the league, aren't we? And it's big 
because with the injuries we've had to Thiago, Van Dijk, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Keita, Matip, uh, Alisson, um, and for us to still be top of the league after, I think it's 12 games now, um, it's a real testament to Klopp and the way he's got his squad playing together. Uh, even fringe players like Curtis Jones, who we'll talk about uh, in a minute. We, yeah, we're going to get on to him, don't you worry. Chris Williams, they've all come in. Uh, they all know exactly what the, the jobs are. They know how to press. They know the tactical side of it. So I think in terms of showing the rest of the league that, you know, despite the injuries we've had, uh, despite the setbacks, we're still top of the league and we can still beat the teams challenging us. I think I that's a say. good point. I um, think um, after the Fulham result, it was really, really quite an annoying time to be one of us, mate. I think, uh, you know, you look at a result like that and you think, oh, I just don't see how, I don't see how we can pull it off, you know, dropping points that are quite silly there. No disrespect to Fulham. They played really well that game, but, you know, a squad like us, you think um, you think we've got more than enough to handle that. Even though, you know, our, uh, with our injuries, we've had good results. We've had the Leicester result. You know, we've had uh, the Wolves result and stuff like that. And, you, you know, ones like that make you quite hopeful. But then you get you, you get draws like uh, Brighton. You get draws like Fulham. And, you know, you, you just get a bit doubtful. So I think, um, I yeah. think you see a result like we did against Tottenham. And um gives you a lot of hope. I think I think the season really is really quite interesting now. And I'm looking forward to it. Now, you may have alluded uh, a second ago there, Bob, to um, player of the game. I think this is going to be a weekly segment on our show. Yeah. I think uh, I think I can guess who yours might be now, but why don't yeah. you go ahead and tell us, man? I'll tell you what, I was, I was sceptical coming into the side at first. But um, Curtis Jones, I mean, uh, he's averaging 52 passes a game, which is one less than Henderson, who's 53 mm. passes a game, which just really shows the confidence of the kid. He's coming in. Um, you can always say what I like about him. It reminds me about um, it reminds me a bit of a what I like to what I like to call a park footballer, a bit like Jack Grealish, a bit like Marcus Rashford. Uh, I think the rawness of him is used to his advantage. You know, he's he's brave. He, he shoots. Um, he's had, you know he's all, he's like two three shots on target the last two games. Um, and when he gets the ball, he gives something that Henderson and Wijnaldum don't always give. He just likes driving forward. You know, like that, that cutback he did uh, right in front of Jose Mourinho as well. I thought the, the audacity of that. And then to play it first time back to Fabinho. You can see he's a kid playing with real confidence. And that's, uh, and that's starting to be, be shown. I think he's, uh, he's cemented his place in this team now. Um, and it'd be um, hard to, to find a way to get him out at the moment. Uh, what do you think of uh, Reese Williams' performances, Tom? Uh, am I right in saying that was his uh, first Premier League start for us, Bob? Yeah, that's his uh, first Premier League start. <laughs> Yeah, I think he was absolutely phenomenal. There was, there was, I think, one mistake where he was caught out of position that led to a Bergwijn shot that ended up, um, I think that went wide. But other than that, he was brilliant. You know, it when you lose um a defender like a Van Dyke, right? And obviously, Reese Williams is playing next to Fabinho. But the fact that you've got a good amount of confidence there, that back line's still quite intact, even though we've lost such a yeah. key player. And that's yeah. and you know for him to for him to have such a Good performance against an attack which everyone, which basically everyone's calling the most dangerous in the league. Bob, on his first start in the Premier League, that's you know, just it's just um nothing short of amazing. He was he was brilliant in the air too. Quality, quality defender. I think I'm really excited to see him play more. To be honest, yeah, yeah, and he he also um thought it was interesting. Henderson played a lot deeper um than he has been in recent recent weeks against Spurs. Um, so he offered that sort of protection, that assistance to uh. Reese Williams, and he's also playing alongside uh, Fabinho. He's just one beast of a footballer. Um, well, often goes brilliant. under the radar, that doesn't it, mate? Um, I would argue the best, 
one of the best central midfielders in the league, in the league, and also the best centre backs. Um, mm. I think understanding and the way he reads the game is it's, it's um, brilliant, isn't it? Phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really, really good actually having him back there um, playing alongside Reese Williams. Yeah, he just it's he gives you he gives you a sense of security, almost like almost like Van Dyke did. You know, I'm not saying it's quite to the same level, but you know, there's there's you you you're somewhat you're somewhat relaxed even even coming up against a big team right now, right? Now, um, while you're talking about Curtis Jones there, Bob, uh, you know, you spoke about the rest of Armand Field. Now, what are you hearing about Thiago at the moment, mate? So, well, I've, we've all seen the obviously the Liverpool FC Twitter. Uh, you're seeing uh, Thiago back in training. Yeah. Um, well, come to James Pierce, who is, um, you know, he's going to be one of our most like credible sources here. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna try and get him on board. Yeah, I never hear a bad word said about that man. He's uh, a right. uh, biblical, but um, with Thiago coming back, which should be, I'm guessing, three four weeks now, so uh, maybe just after Christmas for the run into the new year. Um, I think against teams like Fulham against teams like Spurs, um, who sit back, soak up pressure, uh, make, make it very difficult for us to, to play football. Um, I think Thiago would be uh, integral to that. Um, like against Fulham, um, you see we're just lacking that one pass uh, in behind. Mm-hmm. Um, that just maybe a bit of a creative spark to get the ball into the feet of Salah, into the feet of, uh, into the feet of Mane from Eno. Um, and he's obviously most capable of doing that in a team, uh, like we saw um, with that, uh, when he passed the ball to Manic against Everton, it was yeah, on the side. Um, he just got that vision, that extra bit of quickness, that uh, that touch, um, which can uh, which can win you ultimately can be the, the fine margins which win you a game like that. Yeah, that that um that Everton game something I don't want to talk about for quite a while, Bob. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. But what, what we robbery. can, <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely yeah. shocking. I'm still not over it. But what we can talk about, Bob, is the Palace game, which is yeah. Saturday, mate. So, what are your thoughts going into this? See, I've always maintained um, going away to Selhurst Park with fans. Mm. Um, is one of the most tricky fixtures we'll have all season. Well, we've um, see, we've seen it before, right? Yeah, yeah, tight pitch. Um, fans get on top of yeah, and Palace, you know, they've, they've got a solid team, haven't they? At the end of the day, they've got they're well disciplined, well structured. Um, they're not exactly world beaters, not necessarily like I don't think the best or the most dangerous going forward, despite the Zaha and Benteke mm-hmm. who are on form at the moment. But, um, you know, they've got the foundations there of a, a side that's hard to break down. Um, and notoriously, obviously, um, 12 30 on a Saturday. Uh, the fixture clock absolutely dreads. So, uh, what sort of lineup do you think we'll go for? I don't see any reason um, to change what we fielded in the Tottenham game. I'm not sure what Matip's uh, looking like at the moment, Bob. What can you tell me about that? Reese Williams is likely to start again. Um, obviously, with Matip being one of the most senior centre backs, well, <laughs> the only senior centre back in the squad yeah. at the moment, actually. Um, Klopp's not going to. Uh, risk an injury-prone player like Matty. Um, he's going to, you know, Williams and, or Phillips uh, could come in. Um, I think it'll be Williams after he played well on Wednesday. Um, yeah. But yeah, Matty will be back uh, next week. Right. Now, yeah, now, so I see, um, you know, you can definitely see the centre-half pair being Fabinho and one of those guys. Yeah. Um, and Andy Robson, of course, at left-back. Don't know about you, Bob, but I think, uh, I think he's been my player of the season so far for Liverpool. Yeah. 
He's played um, the most, uh, not, not missed a minute of Premier League football, has he? Yeah, he's been, he's been great, really consistent back there. Yeah, I think, you know, providing Trent, uh, you know, he's happy with his fitness at the moment. I don't, I don't see any reason why he can't start too. And then um, the, uh, the midfield and front, front threes we've seen for most of the season now. What do you reckon, yeah. Bob? Well, yeah, I think he'll, obviously, caters back, uh, back in the mix now, isn't he? Um, so I won't be surprised if maybe Cates comes on after 60 or so minutes for, for Jones or for Wijnaldum, uh, just to freshen things up a bit. But, um, but what's, what I find interesting is the, the decision today. What, what do you think about that, uh, to reject the 10, uh, to, sorry, to reject the, the five sub-rule? Uh, I think we can probably see quite an interesting post-match interview uh, from <laughs> from Klopp on Saturday, mate. Especially if it's not <laughs> Yeah, hopefully with Des Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could uh, we could see some fireworks in that. Um, yeah, I, you know, uh, is it is this another is this another one that's been undertaken based on you know clubs voting? Yeah, so uh, ten Premier League clubs voted for it, um, and ten Premier League clubs uh, voted against it. Um, but uh, yeah, Klopp and both. What I find interesting is people say, oh, Klopp's the main advocate for it. But um, Mikel Arteta's come out today and spoken out against it. Uh, mm. Solskjaer's complained about the fixture congestion and the issue of subs in the past. Guardiola has. Um, so I think what you're seeing here is um, a narrative, again, which is just again, which is, will be or will be framed against Klopp saying, oh, we want to give the big teams of the, the advantage. But you look at the statistics... Uh, there's been more muscle in- injuries at this point than any other point in the year. Um, uh, yeah, I was going to say, Bob, and part of um, part of maybe why you've seen like this growing support towards uh, the sort of stuff Klopp's saying is, you know, the longer the season goes on, the more games are played, you know, the, the more injuries teams are going to see and stuff. So yeah. as much as they might start off with that mindset of, I uh, don't know if we need it or only favours big clubs, you know, the more players you see go down, the more the more your hands are going to be forced in a, in a sense. Yeah. And um. You know, like you said, it's fifty-fifty uh, there. So may- maybe um, uh, down the line, we see we see uh, we see the rule be uh, close to being changed. Yeah, absolutely. How how do you expect this game to look, Bob? I'm going to go. My score prediction is one nil Liverpool. Um, I'll always back us. Um, I think twelve thirty in a cold December um, Saturday morning. Um, it won't be without its challenges. But, um, again, you would always back uh, this Liverpool team. Uh, never write us off. Um, and I'm going one 0 and I'm going Bobby Firmino to score. I, I think uh, I think that's a quality prediction, Bob. I'm going to go two 0 myself. I think uh, I think, like you say, it will be tricky, but um, ideally we're going to come away with a three points. Now, you know, we've outlined uh, the last game. We've we've uh, spoken to the next game a little bit. I thought uh, a nice little closing part to the show. This, you know, for, once again, first ever one we've done. So yeah. historic day. Would uh, be to, to maybe talk a little bit about you know the passing of uh, Gerald Julio, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, young academy players um, such as Gerard Carragher, Michael Owen, uh, they were all brought forward by uh, Gerard Julio. So I think. Um, we owe him a great deal of credit. Um, he also took us out of the dark days of uh, Roy Evans, Graham Souness, um, mm-hmm. and uh, kept us relevant. Is another thing um, when uh, when he won that uh, the most uh, the best treble an English team's ever won in two thousand and one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's also he also another part people don't realize is well not don't realize but um, he's underappreciated for is the sign of Sammy Hippier. 
mm-hmm. um, a captain for our team. He played over 400 games for Liverpool. So in terms of modernising Liverpool, um, progressing them into the 2000s when my new Chelsea, Arsenal were at the peak, um, keeping us relevant and, and uh, providing a platform for future years, I think um, he deserves an immense amount of respect and credit as well. Uh, 307 games as sole Liverpool manager uh, mm-hmm. and winning 160 of them, not a bad return, over 50% that. So, uh, you know, um, and the rea- reaction from other managers too, Guardiola uh, in particular coming out, um, Gerard, uh, Stephen Gerrard himself, Carragher, uh, been unanimous amount of, uh, it was a, a good uh, a good human and, uh, you know, uh, it'll be sorely missed. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's, it's one of those things where, I'm I'm 21, Bob. You're only 20. We can't we can't uh, act like we saw, you know, too much of um Liverpool yeah. playing under the under him. I started um started watching Liverpool under Benitez, but you know, so but you hear a lot now from uh, players that played under him. You know, uh, Liverpool managers since they talk about how the work he did kind of set some ground for what uh, what's been accomplished since he left the club. How much motivation do you think he provided for the players against Tottenham? Well, before the game, obviously the cop, the, the the cop paid its respects, singing a Gerard uh, Gerard Houllier, mm-hmm. uh, and I think whenever there's a passing of a of a member of our football club, like Ray Clements, for example, recently Gerard Houllier, there all there is always going to be that incentive, like with any club, um, you know, to put your best foot forward. Um, and I'm sure Klopp would have mentioned it in the team talk, you know, because um, that part of the football club which Gerard Houllier was a big part of too, uh, mm-hmm. the part of a process. Um, so for obviously obviously um. You've got Curtis Jones in that team who will remember the days of Julio. Um, you've got Trent Alexander-Arnold who will have probably remembered a few of the days of Gerard Julio. So I think um, you know the whole the, the whole culture of the Liverpool Football Club. Uh, there's always a, a great, still a great connection between the former managers, former players, uh, and the present team as well. Um, so I thought there would be a there's obviously going to be a precedent there to go out and give that uh, extra bit of effort, extra bit of belief. Um, for Gerard Julio, you never know. Might have uh, what. I mean, inspired Bobby Firmino to get the winner for us. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that has to go down as my moment of the season so far, Bob. Oh, you, yeah. know, you know, fans haven't been there, been back for too long, so uh, it might be an easy one to pick. But that, oh, so the yeah. the how late the goal was, then the celebration, yeah. just yeah, just a corner in the last minute um, against the Jose Mourinho team. Brilliant. Incredible, incredible. Right, I think mine's got to be the Trent Alexander Arnold's nutmeg on Son. Oh. Uh, that was I've been playing that in my mind recently. That was oh, terrible, terrible. <laughs> so yeah, sent him, sent him to the echo there. <laughs> yeah. Now, all right, as we as we come into a close on our first show, Bob, have you got have you got any ending remarks for the audience? I'll just say, guys, thanks for listening. So well, I'm go- hope you enjoyed uh, listening to Tom and myself rabbit on for a bit. Well, uh, and uh, yeah, I'll hopefully tune in next week. With that, we'll uh, we'll wrap up this show and we can uh, we'll tell you to listen next week. But yeah, take care, guys. All the best. <laughs>